when you're working on something or you're like, you notice more, yeah. like you notice more around you. Like if I'm, if I'm kind of teasing out something that I'm writing, like the world around me becomes more noticeable. I see like, Absolutely. like phrases or events or situations kind of pop. of Cape Cod. This podcast has been underwritten by the following supporters. William Ravis, the official real estate office of the Arts Foundation. The Cape Cod Foundation, Mass Hire, the Cooperative Bank of Cape Cod, the Melody Tent, and the John K. and Thurza F. Davenport Foundation. Welcome to season four of the Creative Exchange podcast series. I'm Julie Wake, Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. I had a great conversation with visual artist Deborah Howard and writer Susan Blood. I'm always fascinated by the process in which an artist decides how to move forward. In this discussion with Susan and Deb, we touch on wiping the canvas clean and starting over, the impermanence of art, the path of least resistance, and adapting your practice through challenging or uncertain times. Susan Blood's writing has appeared in the Pettigrew Review Christian Science Monitor, the London-based Bach Track, Provincetown Arts, and Provincetown Banner. She is the Institutional Giving Manager at the Fine Arts Work Center in Provincetown, and her radio show, Opera Betty, Opera for People Who Hate Opera, has aired since 2010 on Outermost Community Radio Station, WOMR. She is the recipient of an Arts Foundation of Cape Cod Writing Fellowship and is currently working on her first novel. Artist Deb Howard grew up on Cape Cod and has always been inspired by the ever-changing landscape. Drawn to the unpredictability of our environment here on Cape Cod, she attempts to convey its dynamic and ethereal nature in her work. Her paintings are about capturing moments she experiences and communicating the feeling of a certain time and place to the viewer. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So it's so great to have you both here in the studio at the Cultural Center today. Thank you for coming. Susan, I want to first start with, um, why did you pick? Deborah. Uh, so um, I met Deborah's work before I met her, and I loved it so much. And it was one of those situations where I did actually get to meet her. And I don't know if you've had this situation where either you meet somebody who is a writer or an artist and you really like them, and so you hope that you don't hate their work. It also works the other way around where you love the work and you're like, gosh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like this person. But then um, I worked for Left Bank Gallery for over 20 years. And that's uh, where Deb was showing her work on the Cape. And um, so I got to meet her through the gallery and through the work by pestering her for information <laughs> mostly and um, to do the website. And then we just kind of hit it off and started meeting for lunch because that's what we do is eat lunch. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And tell me, uh, Deb, about your friendship with Susan. 
Well, it was just so great because I, you know, as she said, we had communicated and when I was still living in Boston. And um, so it was, that was definitely more of like a formal, you know, exchange. And then when I moved to the Cape, I, you know, wanted to get more involved in the art, you know, make some connections. It'd been a long time since I, I lived here. I grew up here. But, um, and so I talked to Audrey and asked if they needed some help in the gallery. I figured, you know, great way to meet artists, other people like-minded. And um, she said in her Orleans, you know, gallery, sure, she could use some help. So I, that's where I met Susan. So when I, you know, a couple days a week, I'd go in and then I'd, I was joking with Susan about this earlier. Like, um, you know, before I started work, I'd start, we'd just kind of start chatting because she was always there before I was. And then, you know, we'd get onto some subject and be like, oh, geez, gotta, I got to go to work. I got to go, you know, got to go start really working. And so <laughs> those are kind of were the interesting conversations. And it was so helpful because even talking to her um, when I was coming up with, you know, my artist statement for a new series or something like that, I could like bounce ideas off of her. And it was very inspiring because she's such a great writer and has such great thoughts. Mm -hmm. So that's how it all began. And then we introduced the food. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's what we need. Good places for lunch. Great resource. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Susan, tell me a little bit about Deborah's work and what inspired you so much. And, and I'd just love to hear like kind of a conversation between the two of you, artist to artist. So... What struck me about Deb's work initially was um, how it it conjured that feeling I had when I would visit the Cape when I was living in Denver and how like it, the city kind of makes you a little like everything's a little faster, everything's a little tenser and it's great. You know, it's very go, go, go. And then I would come to the Cape and I'd be like on a salt marsh and I would just feel it like just drop. Mm -hmm. And I would stand in front of Deb's paintings and just be like, oh, yeah. That deep breath that it just did something for me. And um, and then and then Deb and I started just having these conversations. And and the reason I thought it would be fun to talk today with Deb is um, we were we were talking about work. Deb just told me that she's like, oh, I'm going to take that home and sand it off. And I wanted to vomit. I was like, are you kidding me? It's a beautiful painting. You're just going to sand it down. Yeah. And and <laughs> it reminded me of when I lived in Denver, like how much I've learned actually learned about life from artists. Mm -hmm. And um, when I lived in Denver, I worked at an art school and I would watch artists work for hours on a painting and then go over to the mineral spirits bucket and just wipe that canvas clean. And it would just be like, are you horrifying? All that time, all that investment, all of that, like what you've put into that and you're just going to start over. And at the time I was I was starting to write more for myself. And in the back of my head was this little voice that was like, this is a lot of time to be spending on something with no return. Right. But then I watched these artists and I was like, no, actually, it's okay. It's what you do because it's all like getting yeah. the muscles in or whatever. Yeah. Very like Buddhist, right? right? Like the impermanence. That is so true. That's really interesting that you use that word because when I was preparing for this and going over kind of, you know, my thoughts and inspirations and what I, you know, what growth maybe I've, or development I've seen in my work and what I, do I want to kind of focus on? 
I wrote down the word impermanence, which I think is really interesting. Um, I feel like there's something about the cape, which, I mean, I love the cape. And, I, and that when Susan talks about the feeling, that you really do notice that um, the changes and, you know, the I feel like the impermanence. You know, you can go to the same spot every day. Mm. And depending on what time of day, the tide, the weather... The whole, the whole landscape changes. But there's always a feeling that's associated with whatever that time is that you go visit it. Mm-hmm. And it really, I think that's the thing that I've been kind of, I don't know, get going towards. I mean, I've always been reflecting the changes of these things in, in my work, you know. But um, the shifting nature, the impermanence, I, which I feel is like the cape, you know, the cape... Yeah. It has that feeling. The beaches are like that. You know, something's there and then it's gone. Yeah. And you know what I, um, what struck me about your paintings from an architectural point of view, which is my background, it, it showed like how you built it, mm-hmm. how that. she built the painting, you know, it, there's like these clear layers that really spoke to me about like the depth of the painting. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Because yeah. I feel like that's so important. Yeah. Um, because I love to see in other artists' work um, glimpses of the process. Yes. You know, and I think in, I love the process as well. I mean, that has a, a whole life of its own. It's letting the painting become, you know, what it's meant to be. And scraping things down, sanding them, cutting them up. I mean, I'll have a painting and I'll just, it's they're made of birch panels and I'll get the saw out and I'll cut it up and you know because it feels like I'm searching for like a, a feeling you know of it mm-hmm. and and the the layers in the process are all part of getting to that and and then actually that reflects the impermanence as well because yeah. you can have something on the surface and sand it away and it's gone but there's still a history that it took place you know mm. and I think that that is what I kind of find interesting about you know the way I, I work now, how are you not attached? Like, so many artists become emotionally attached to some of their work. Oh, I am. Are certain you? certain okay. pieces. Yeah. But um, it doesn't... Um, usually, actually, my favorite pieces end up being when I do something radical, like, um, you know, they're like turning point pieces when I'm just yeah. like, you know, sand it down or take something, you know, do some kind of bold move with it then it turns out to be usually something really interesting. If you go too safe, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes those ones are hard to sell. But, I mean, I, I hold on to just a few, but there's just a few over the years that I kind of wish I had held on to. So, so a couple of regrets? You know, as long as I found a good home. But, okay, you know, I do wish I could visit them. And sometimes I get to, so that's nice. You know, if somebody I know purchased one or, yeah. but, um, but I do. There's certain ones that I kind of I feel like would be helpful just to have, so I could see the development of them. Yeah. When you sand down, you don't sand it all the way down, right? Do you leave something to build on, or? You know, um, it kind of depends. I usually sand down in a way that takes off specific imagery because I I'll, I'll start a painting with something specific, like you know I take notes and I make you know little, little sketches, line sketches. And then I'll approach a painting. It'll be like a color that will kind of catch my eye. or And then that's where I begin with a painting. But then it's just too specific for me. And so that's when the process begins and I start to sand down. And I might leave a little bit of color, 
or a little line or something like that. And then from there, I start responding to those marks that are left. And it's kind of, it's a, you add on, you take away until this atmosphere kind of evolves. And, and then you can just put in a little bit of information and it's, it's mm. what I'm looking for. You're or so hopefully. Moody. Her work is so, your work is so moody. Oh, it's that's like I could look at one painting and then go back to it and be like, I feel differently, like from the first time I saw it in the same painting. That's great. Because yeah. I feel like that's the thing that I would love to have people who view my work be able to come to it with their own. Like, don't have it so specific that it's going to like hit you in the face, like mm -hmm. that this is, I don't know, mm. certain, you know, certain place or, you know, certain marsh where you're standing. But you might get that feeling that you've stood at that marsh before, you know? And so that's what I think is kind of... That sky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or when you know... That yeah, storm. When the storm rolls in, yeah. you can kind of feel it. And yeah. now it's kind of... It's evolved in a sense where my earlier work was more specific. And now I'm kind of playing with how much information needs to remain for it to still be a sense of place. But also I think I've really kind of leaning towards more mood and atmosphere. But I also want it to still have a sense of place. If that makes sense. It does make sense. Okay. Yeah, it never gets old. That's like, good to hear. Like you look at it and you're always like you have that that sense. It is that um, it's like when you walk into a room and it smells like your grandmother's attic and all of a sudden you're, you know, it's there. It brings back, it brings you different places that may not have really anything to do with the specifics of the painting. It's just. That's so nice. That's great to hear. Because I think that that's <laughs> the other thing about the process is I'm unaware of it, but I'm probably working through my own things that I'm thinking or going through or whatever yeah in the I process wanted to actually ask both of you because oh. I didn't ask Susan this on her, your first time when you were here but I'm really curious about both of you so this question for both of you um what was it like growing up did you have arts infused in your life was it a hot house was it were, were you like stranger in a strange land our fam my family was very it was more we had a I had a culturally rich growing up um, but it was more the performing arts. And so we had, and there were certainly books, but it was, you know, it was the classics. It was, mm -hmm. it wasn't until like college that I started reading really contemporary literature. So yeah, I'm not sure where the writing came from because it was really all like music and theater and dance and, but certainly, certainly culturally rich. Yeah. We did, you know, I mean, theater counts as literature. So oh, for there's sure. that. Yeah. Do you, did you ever do any music? Oh, terribly. <laughs> so terribly. <laughs> so you tried. You I dabbled. Did. I was very trying. Um, I guess with, growing up, my parents, they always took us to museums and things like that. And I, I've always painted. I, I remembered the story. Like my mom, she probably wanted a break from the kids. And she took a painting class. And I wanted to go with her. I think I was probably, I don't know, eight. She couldn't, you know, can't let her out of the house by herself. And um, <laughs> and she brought me, even though it was like a an adult kind of little painting class and, and it was in somebody's basement. And and that's when I, I think I made my, I don't know if it was my, I'm sure I made lots of little paintings as I was yeah. you know, in school. But that's when I did like a painting that I felt like 
I don't know, it was different because it was separate from school. It was, yeah. it was on my own mm-hmm. time and in my own life. And then, yeah, my parents, they are always interested in arts. My dad did some um, bird carving. He used to do bird carving okay. and painting. Yeah. I mean, that's not what they did in real life. You know, they yeah. had jobs and stuff, but, but, but it was always a part. that transition, right? That yeah. transition of like taking an art class at school versus being driven on your own, right? right. Having that, the access to like the materials and yeah. in the yeah. class and watching your mom do it. Yeah. I just find that really interesting, like the self-motivation. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I feel, and I don't know if you feel this way, Susan, but I feel, I mean, there's definitely times where I need self-motivation where I just don't have, you know, I just don't, I don't know, don't have it in me. Yeah. But on the whole, and this is definitely as a grown too, it's like I need, I, I have to do it. Like I feel like I have to get these things out of my head or there's something that if I, if I go through a big dry period there, I feel like I need to get back to it. Like there's something like that. Do you feel yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit before that when, when we're, when you're working on something or you're like, you notice more, yeah. like you notice more around you. Like if I'm, if I'm kind of teasing out something that I'm writing, like the world around me becomes more noticeable. I see like, Absolutely. like phrases or events or situations kind of pop like they wouldn't normally in the context of whatever I'm thinking about. Does, do you oh, find absolutely. that? I totally agree with you. It's like, it's like, and, and, and just if in reference to maybe what I'm working on now, now I'm so aware of like real subtleties in things. Like it used to be a bit more dramatic, but now I just like a little pink hue of like, I don't know, the edge of a, a horizon line or something that, you know, I just notice things like that or, you know, and it's true. It's, it definitely informs and informs what I'm working on. Yeah, I, I find it. I live with an artist. <laughs> She's a young yeah. artist. <laughs> but I, um, I watch the dedication and the, and the drive in her. And I'm just completely fascinated by it. I've always been, you know, interested in the arts. I didn't grow up in a culturally rich background <laughs> um, or family uh, by any means. By any means, we were, you know, um, hockey playing, um, kickball. <laughs> it was fun. Um, but anyway, I watch her and I see her respond to the world in a completely different way and to people. You know, people will say, oh, you're so lucky you were born with this. And she's like... Are you out of your mind? I spend a lot of time dedicated to building my skills. Good girl. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's fascinating to hear her. And and now I also respond that way. And I have her talk to grownups who are like, I really want to be creative. And she's like, how bad do you want it? (laughs) (laughs) So true. Isn't it so true? And like you talk about that too a lot, Um, you know, I, I loved, and I always repeat this, and I always quote you, probably not exactly, but you know what I'm going to say about the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. like your process. I just love that. How did you learn that? Like, did, was it just like one day, oh, I'm just going to make this happen? It kind of was, yeah. What was, yeah. The, what was so, the quote, Susan? Do, <laughs> do I have to catch you up here? <laughs> um, it was, so my path of least resistance is is the, instead of, like you hear 
people talk about what works for them, like getting up at the crack of dawn and getting their pages in or getting their painting time in or getting whatever done there. There's yeah, that Mm -hmm. structure like this is you need your structure. You need your time. And I never was successful doing that. And so I started finding these times that I was just like sitting there and it, at that time I was driving my kids around and waiting for them. And so I had what I had parking lot writing and I did a ton of writing in my car on my laptop while I was waiting for somebody. And then I started doing my 15 minute sprints. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to write for 15 minutes. And then once you write, if like, well, you have setting up Deb. So I don't know if you can do this the same way, but, but I would sit down and write for 15 minutes and by by that time you're in Mm. and then you actually start to do stuff. But, but yeah, the structure doesn't work for me. I really Mm. have to find that, you know, wherever those paths of least resistance are. Right. I know. I was just talking to somebody um, the other day who was like, I really want to start yoga and meditation, but I, I haven't finished my yoga room yet. I'm like, you don't need a yoga room. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need a meditation room. Yeah. I do literally five minutes of yoga while my coffee is brewing every single morning. It's and enough. so I have done yeah. more yoga in like what the last way year. Do it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Five minutes, baby. I do that with meditation. <laughs> I don't even have my eyes open yet. And I have an app and it guides me through 10 minutes every morning before I get out of bed. And I think I've already talked about this on other podcasts. But before. it's such a great idea. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't need to sit on a pillow. I don't need to be where they tell me I need to be in the guided app. I just need the 10 minutes of like guided kind of quiet. That sounds ridiculous, guided quietness, but but, but yeah, it's like quite the, the mind. Yeah, but yeah. the process, it's like however you find it. So how do you find it, Deb? Um, well in the same well, I guess I don't know. It's kind of twofold. Like there's a mm-hmm. part of me that carries around all the time a little baby sketchbook and um and if I don't have it I'll even make a little note or a little sketch on like bank statements and stuff like if something strikes me and I want to remember it and almost capture it in a way I will make little notes to myself so that's like when I'm out and about in life um and then those are kind of all like fodder for the beginning of a painting Mm -hmm. and then it's when I get in there and I get it all. It's all kind of, then I'll make my boards and it's almost just like all the preparation kind of gets me in that mood. Mm-hmm. But once I start painting, I really like to, I like to focus. I'm not a great multitasker at that point. At that point, I like to just mm-hmm. keep going. Like I don't even yeah. like to take a break, you know, because it just needs to feel right before I can walk away from it. So I get a little obsessive once it starts. <laughs> so one, one at a time. Um, no, th- no, actually, that's a good question because that's once I start one, but, um, I usually work on, so I don't overwork them because mm-hmm. when my obsessiveness nature comes out and I work in oils and they really do need t- time to dry. Um, I usually work on three at least okay. at a time at different, and they're all at different points. And so, but once I start in that processing, the, the process and I've got my paints all out and mixed and, you know. But you can't sand and paint at the same time, so you got to kind of right. keep those activities separate. That would be a whole different. Like, I take it outside. Thing. I take it outside if I really get yeah. sand. <laughs> so with the kind of disruption of COVID, I mean, I don't know. I'm so sick of COVID. 
I'm sick of it, and I'm sure you guys are too. (laughs) But I do wonder, like, how has the process changed for you? Has your both both of you, like, your perspectives changed on the way what you want to work on, what you're focused on? And and like, I was in yoga the other night, and the yoga instructor said, and she meant for the you know what you're going to do in the class. She said, "How are you going to move forward?" I was like, "Oh my god, how am I going to move forward?" <laughs> and then you know we back I came back into the room again and it was about yoga right but I it's that that kind of like I carried it out you know like how am I gonna move forward you know so COVID's here it's here to stay it yeah. appears maybe who knows we're sick of it but like how are you moving forward with with your work with your life how do you take care of yourself well I feel like when yoga all, I'm mean, yoga. I'm just thinking yoga. I miss <laughs> yoga. I, I used yoga to go to me. yoga and then I just didn't, you know, the class and COVID and the mask. I just, so I. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. But I do miss it. So yeah. but going forward. You need to create a yoga room. I do need to create. <laughs> that's what's holding me back. Yeah. But uh, the thing I, that comes to mind is I really, instead of, I don't know, resisting everything that was going on with mm. COVID, COVID and the lockdown, I really kind of just dove into it. I kind of like you know, hunkered down. I just was outside all the time. I mean, I just walked. Yeah. Like with I with my dog. And it actually provided me a time that I probably never would have gotten in a different time in my life where I could really slow down to that point and focus and just really work out ideas and things that weren't rushed in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, moving forward, I'd, I'd like to take some of those practices with me. You know, mm-hmm. in that sense of being able to slow down because I feel like you notice different things, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, and it's also, it's made me re like reset. Like I don't need fancy things to, or really exciting things to en- make life enjoyable. I feel like it reset that kind of thing, you know, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, uh, that could be also uh, life in general, you know, what you learn, but yeah, like just being outside and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I do think it's, I mean, hopefully, I don't know, we'll, I mean, I, like, I haven't been to anybody's openings in, like, mm. a couple of years, and I really miss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Painful, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I love seeing other people's oh. work and just being there and that experience. Yes. Um, being so, together, convening. Exactly. The arts are all about convening. And so I'm hard. really hoping that that's going to come back. But um, mm-hmm. a friend of mine who lives up on the North Shore, she's a great painter, and I thought they did something really interesting they um, did this installation type of thing on this path in a state park. Mm. So she's a painter, but she did this kind of thing that hung from trees that people could walk through and other people did. So it wasn't just sculpture specific, which you'd think for an outside, Mm. you know, venue or whatever. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what, you know, where else you'd go with that kind of, or like public art or murals or I don't know. It was just interesting to see that they... Went, you know, some friends of mine took it in that direction. Some people went more, um, you know, virtual or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I'm not quite sure for myself. Yeah. What about you, Susan? It's interesting. I was so fascinated. Like, I was writing for the banner quite a bit, um, I think maybe at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I was talking to, and I, I, all I know to write about is arts. So I, I'm always assigned the art stories, which are great. They're the most interesting people. Um, but 
to see how different artists and of of all kind were mm-hmm. dealing with this and the public aspect of it, how mm-hmm. they were filling that void. Mm-hmm. And I um I I did a studio visit with Cynthia Packard mm-hmm. kind of early on and she decided to start teaching online and she yeah. did these video yeah, these video classes and it those doing that got her through a massive block mm-hmm. and um because she had to do what she was telling her students to do and it's like your how do you move forward mm-hmm. comment mm-hmm. she said um that she tells her student she would tell her students that it's okay to not know what you're doing to be totally in the dark Mm. and to just be fearless anyway. And I'm looking out her studio window at what's going on in the world, and I was like, okay. That, I suppose, had something to do with art. But, <laughs> like, but take it. But right? I'm going to take that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it just seemed like that's all you can do. Is just be, none of us knew what was, nobody knew what to expect. Nobody knew how to cope. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to just keep keep moving forward. Yeah. And it could change day to by day. And did. <laughs> and it ha- and it and still does. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is so it's such a strange it's such a strange um limbo, which I really struggle with. I don't like limbo. I like I like to have, you know, kind of a plan. Yeah. So yeah, the same thing for me. It's like, um, moving forward even you know through like leading the arts foundation i think one of the things that covid offered us at the foundation was the ability to like slow down work on one thing at a time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's what we've been doing and doing it well with hair on fire in some ways but now <laughs> hair's not on fire anymore and I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, oh, God, I just miss I missed the fire. And she's like, true leadership is being able to lead in grounding times. Oh. And I was like, "Ooh, ouch. Yeah, <laughs> I need to move forward on that. <laughs> but it is it's like that, you know, not re- relying on one thing and like being so used to being, you know, March of 2020 it was like everything I was built for. And then, um, you know, as it has kind of now it's like, ugh, this is old hat. Like mm. this is mm-hmm. just the way things are. And this is getting mucky and slower and slower. It just really has, you know, yeah. it's challenging. And I see other, you know, and others do with the same kind of like, you know, anyway. On that thought, um, it's working within those limitations that are mm-hmm. periodically kind of thrown at us and mm-hmm. that I think that's it's hard it's hard to um adapt your practice the way you practice mm-hmm. you know it the way you show your work it, you know all those kind of things but maybe interesting and I don't know because I don't have the answers but you know maybe some really interesting approaches might be able to come out of these kind of more limited range of of options that's what I hope you know yeah there's not just one way anymore no no and actually it's good because people don't expect things to be one way right Mm. it gives some flexibility there and we learn so much about how we need each other and how that how there's the performer and the and the audience and 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 how hungry we are 
on both sides of that equation. Absolutely. And also I feel like for other, um, just even to have like these kind of conversations with other artists and stuff. Like when I was in Boston, I had, um, you know, another artist, you know, they were all down the hall, you know, so we could just go and pop in and have conversations and look at each other's work. And, and that hasn't been happening. Well, I'm also not down the hall from them, but, um, I've noticed which is something interesting because I never would have thought, I'm not really a techie person, but um, I did get on Instagram and, you know, I was... <laughs> on the I, Instagram? On the Instagram. You can tell how techie I am. <laughs> I was slow to it and resistant, but I did. Yeah. And um, that's been really a good platform, which I never w- really would have guessed for, you know, I follow my artist friends and they follow me and they might post some work in progress and then you can comment and then if it's something that really inspires you, you know, you email, call on the phone, talk about, you know. So the community, it's it reminds you the community's still there, even though they're not down the hall. And, you know, maybe I, I guess maybe I should have, I'd probably eventually would have gone on Instagram. But I just really saw the benefits in a, in a really mm. significant way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that connection is important. Yeah. Yeah. The visual arts, I think, really benefit. Um, from Instagram, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of artists come online now and it's, I, I mean, there's a market to, for, you know, I know that artist to artist and peer to peer is really critical as you mm. were mentioning, like you really need the feedback. Yeah. I miss it. You miss it. You like working on a bubble. But I also mm-hmm. think there are buyers out there mm, that yeah. are like, who is this person? I love this, you know, love this piece. So have yeah. you seen any kind of, um, uptick in interest from oh yeah. yeah I'm a terrible post I mean I don't post yeah. very, as often as I should that's probably a better way to put it um <laughs> yeah, I go through little flurries yeah but yeah oh yeah I definitely and there's just like cross interesting crosses like maybe someone purchased a painting and the interior designer saw it at our house and now the interior designer follows me you know so mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more mm-hmm. cross referencing in a, in a way yeah. in a visual way so that's been really helpful so I know with different artists they've really done well too so yeah you know. yeah people have the money to buy buy art right now and they're seems. so sick of looking at their walls true. sick of it that's yeah. true so my final question to both of you and um we'll check to see if Susan's um doing the same thing I'm trying to remember what you said the last time but how are you what's like self-care for you right now I feel like it's all self-care right now. <laughs> you know, it's like we're just sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, I I feel like over the last couple of years, like everything's slowed down and gotten so mm. where we are working in that place of, of not having your hair on fire. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> right, right? And so it all kind of feels like, you know, I'm actually mindful of what I'm feeding my family and, Things like that that have just sort of changed. And I am, what I did kind of s- slide on is uh, is that, like, working on my own work. Yeah. But but that's coming back, too. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're And my five minutes of yoga. Let us not forget minutes. my five minutes of yoga. With coffee. With coffee. Of coffee follow-up. <laughs> um, so how are you doing with your novel? So I'm working on on edits and um, searching for an agent. And there was a, one chapter that was published in a literary magazine. So that's out there in the world. 
Congratulations. That's yeah. exciting. Fun. That is very I can't fun. wait to read it. I know. It's silly. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> what about you, Deb? Self-care. What does Self-care. that look like for you right now? Really, it's something that I enjoy, so I don't even feel like it's so... Like, I feel like I'm, yeah. it's a bonus. Um, just being outside and, and exercising that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have normally taken the time, because you always feel like there's other things you should be doing, as right. opposed to going mm-hmm. for an hour and a half walk or something, you know? Right. But um, I really just enjoyed that. So I feel like that's really self-care for me. Yeah. Just kind of giving myself, allowing myself to have that time. And soon, hopefully, I'll be able to go back to yoga. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping to. My studio's open. <laughs> <laughs> Good I mean, to not mine, but the one, you go to. the one I go to. That's good but to know. We'll talk later. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I really appreciate you both being here, and I'm I'm always so inspired. Especially, like, I love when I get to work with Susan and um, reminding me of like the path of least resistance and to keep going. <laughs> and I just I just love your work. And Deb, um, I think that um, being able to see the layers and how it's built is really like fascinating so and I, I love your ability to like scratch it down and start over thank you that's yeah. really keeps me interested yeah thanks Julie this yeah. is so thank fun you. to yes. be here thank, thank you so much for yes. having me and thanks for asking me Susan my pleasure <laughs> <laughs>